Sisters in the Shadows is in aid of Nordif Robbins. Nordif Robbins is the largest independent music therapy charity in the UK, dedicated to enriching the lives of people affected by life-limiting illnesses, isolation or disability. Their music therapists are expertly trained to tune into each movement, reaction and expression of the individuals they work with to discover how music can enrich their lives. They are absolutely brilliant. But they receive no government funding and so rely on the generosity of their supporters. Charities like Nordif Robbins are really struggling these days and need your help more than ever. As a musician and a music lover, I know firsthand of the healing powers of music. It can lift your spirits, unite people and touch your heart in ways nothing else can. And the amazing therapists at Nordif Robbins use that power to help some of the most vulnerable people in society. If you love music and care about people, and I know you do, I ask you as a proud ambassador of Nordif Robbins Music Therapy Charity to help support their important work today. Just go to nordof-robbins.org.uk to find out more. That's nordof-robbins.org.uk. Welcome to Sisters in the Shadows, Women in Blues and Jazz. I'm Jo Harrop and I'm sitting in for the amazing Colette Cooper this week. It was a pleasure to have been a guest on this great show and it was a real honour when Colette asked me to sit in for her while she's rehearsing for her one-woman play about Janis Joplin. As you know, this podcast is all about the incredible contribution that women have made to blues and jazz since day one. And today's show is dedicated to the great jazz pianist and writer, Marion McPartland. She was born Marion Turner, March 20th, 1918 in Slough. She taught herself to play piano by ear and later found out that her voice was pitch perfect. She attended the Guildhall School of Music and Drama, but her love of American jazz greats like Duke Ellington and Fats Waller prompted her to quit and join a four-piano vaudeville act who entertained the troops during World War II. She married jazz trumpeter Jimmy McPartland in 1945 and together they moved to the US making their first record in Chicago in 1946. Attending the Paris Jazz Festival in 1949 inspired her to write her own music and she formed her own trio in 1951. By the late 60s she started her own label Halcyon Records and began writing for Downbeat magazine. Along with album reviews she wrote about women in jazz, she once asked can't we women make our own contribution to jazz by playing like women, but still capturing the essential elements of jazz? Good beat, good ideas, honesty and true feeling. Marion headlined the first Women's Jazz Festival in Kansas City in 1978, and that same year started her long-running radio program, Piano Jazz, which made her a household name in the US. 
Throughout her career, she performed with Billie Holiday and Benny Goodman and was awarded several accolades, including a Lifetime Achievement Grammy, National Endowment for the Arts Jazz Master in 2010, and an OBE. Marion died in August 2013 at the age of 95, and the rest is history. today is an immensely talented jazz pianist, Wendy Kirkland, who's been on the scene for over a decade. Wendy kept busy with online gigs during lockdown and when I caught up with her a couple of weeks ago, she told me about some good news she'd just received and about what was coming next. Well, it's funny because yesterday, um, literally, is, is I had an email from the Arts Council um, that uh, I put a project in to take this Latin lockdowns on the road and I called it Latin Lockdowns Live. And right. I put in the, the project and never expected to get it because at the moment I, I'm, I'm, I'm just expecting the worst out of every situation at the moment. But actually, we've, we've got it. So Great. we're going to be doing 10 live streams and six actual gigs, hopefully, at the end of the year uh, with a six-piece band with full Latin percussion. Oh, wow. And I only That's found out about that yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Is that going to be you. around the UK then? Well, yeah, the live streams, we're doing them all from, from uh, in one place because obviously that can be done anywhere. Yeah. Um, so it made sense to just do it close to, to, to us here. Um, but the rest of them, we've got one in Devon, Torbay, Lost With Hill, elsewhere in Northampton, um, Nottingham, and oh, a couple of others. So, yeah. That's your holidays sorted for the year. Uh... <laughs> so i can detect a, a northern accent there yes. so can you tell tell us a bit about you know growing up and how you started getting in because i believe that you started playing piano at the tender age of 10 years old yeah it was um well my dad was um a pianist and he used to play uh, piano and organ in the clubs um when we were me and my sister basically um used to sort of sit down at the piano and just plonk along you know but my, it was my mum that decided that we should have proper piano lessons because you, you know you never learn well I don't know about you but my, my dad tried to teach me anything and I wouldn't listen to him you know <laughs> so we had some proper lessons and um me and my sister used to go together and have lessons and uh, she's two years younger than me and we took all our grades together and and, and just did, worked our way through the grades Great. My dad always used to play popular music and jazz stuff as well at the clubs. Yeah. Um, so we used to we used to practice at home and we used to learn or try and play things like that at home as well. And it, I think I don't know why really. I just I just took to jazz because I just like the sound of it really. And my dad used to have a few albums. He didn't have a massive record collection, but he had some Nat King Cole and he had some some other albums as well um, and, and a lot of classical music as well, which I, I, I really like as well. Um, and I think I just I just liked the sound of the chords in the jazz on jazz piano, and I, I still do. Um, just sounds more, I don't know, more interesting, more complex than than some of the classical music. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Well, when you grow up around that sound, because I, I have the same experience where mm. it's playing all the time, the, the kind of jazz that easy listening, and uh, Nat King Cole, Ella Fitzgerald, those voices, and it does kind of get into you, doesn't it? It kind of stays. Yeah. It's definitely my grounding too. So what, yeah. um, who was the first female artist that you heard perform um, vocally and instrumentally? Well, probably, I mean, vocally, it'll be somebody like Ella Fitzgerald, I think, because yeah. um, we had we had an album, I, I can't remember, um, it had a selection of different jazz singers on it and uh, Ella Fitzgerald was on there. 
He had some big band records as well with, um, I think Sarah Vaughan was singing on okay. some of them. So, you know, the sort of classic jazz yeah. singers. Um, but I don't think I really ever sort of came across any any female instrumentalists. And it's a bit odd this because I always say that, um, and I suppose we're going to start touching on this, is is the reason that there aren't as many female uh, instrumentalists in, in music in general, in jazz, is because there's not as many uh, role models. But I don't think I ever had a role model. So I'm, I'm kind of baffled as to why I would <laughs> why I would want to be, do you know what I mean, a pianist uh, when I didn't actually see any any other women doing it. Um, yeah. It's a bit odd, really. But anyway. Did it, feel, did it feel like quite a leap of faith for you then? Did it feel like um, you were really doing, going into unknown territory that, you know, that perhaps... Yeah. That it wouldn't work maybe because you you were you didn't have that role model that you didn't have um you know people to kind of aspire to so much yeah and I, I, to be honest with you I mean I'm, I might just answer my own question now with something that's just come into my head and because uh, I think what it must have been it must have been my parents because I can distinctly remember my mum saying to me you know um when I was really small and I was playing doctors and nurses with the toys. And I remember saying to my mum, you know, I'm this is me, I'm nurse so-and-so. And I remember saying, well, you can be a doctor if you want to, you know, you don't have to be a nurse. And <laughs> I think I think it must be that my parents were sort of always supporting it. You know, I must have suggested it at, mm. at some point. I'd like to be a, a piano player when I grow up or something. And and I suppose some parents would say to their, to their girls, oh, you know, girls don't do that. But my parents probably never did do that. They probably said, yeah, well, you know, well, you can be anything you want to be. Um, so it, it must have been that because who else would I have had a, a sort of real model of, really? It must, it must have been my parents that were sort of accepting of it being OK for me to do that. Um, and uh, so that's probably why, really. And that and the fact I'm stubborn. So if somebody tells me I can't <laughs> just do something, I'll, I'll just try to do it do even it anyway. more. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. best way. So, so, uh, so for a... Uh, so female pianists who are your biggest really who did you hear when you thought yeah I love that sound I, I really love what they do and and were really inspired by well it was I was I remember getting a Diana Kroll album and it was somebody else that, that had recommended I'd never heard of her but she and this was kind of I don't know I was probably in in my late 20s or something like that um and I remember getting the album and listening to it and thinking yeah I really love it I wonder who the piano player is so I kind of fell into that same trap that everybody does that of thinking, you know, she's the singer yeah. and there's a separate piano player. And then I looked on the album and it's, it's her and I thought, wow, that's amazing. You know, she's an amazing yeah. pianist as well as a great singer. And um, so I started looking into other, other um, players like, like her, like um, yeah. Eliane Elias, who I really rate, you know, okay. as a pianist. because she does a lot more of the Brazilian stuff, but she does jazz as well um well you know it's just that but I mean I still I'm, I'm still sort of like classically influenced by people like Herbie Hancock and of course Chick yeah. career and all the rest <laughs> of it you know yeah so people like people like Shirley Horn, Blossom Deary yeah. and, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and um our um focus of today's conversation as well the wonderful Marion McPartland of course, yeah who, yeah um, who kind of led the way in in some ways um and and yeah. I, I really I've always wondered how on earth people play quite so well and sing at the same time. <laughs> it, 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 it amazes me. And I think there must be so much freedom to do what you want and take the, the song where you want to go with it. But also, how do you concentrate on, on both things at once? Is it something that you 
that you like doing? Do you prefer one over the other? Or? Um, no, I don't prefer. I think it's funny because people do say that a lot. And I think it's one of those things that um, when you when you first start out doing it, because I was always a pianist um, and I sang in choirs and stuff like that. But that was it. I didn't sing and play. And it was just one of my friends who I was, I was doing a gig with said, well, why don't you try it? You know, because people really like it. If you, if you sing a song, you yeah. somehow connect, you connect with the audience. Well, you know this because, you know, yeah. you connect with the audience, don't you? And whereas instrumental music sometimes doesn't always do that. Uh, and so I tried it and I thought, oh, God, this is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and my singing was a bit kind of, you know, I, I still and I will always still want to improve my singing. Um, and well, as, as well as my kind of playing, but I feel as though I'm more of a pianist that sings rather than the other way around. OK. Um, but it's, it's funny how when you get into it, it's kind of like one thing is sort of informs the other. And, you know, you, f you find yourself singing something and playing it at the same time sort yeah. of thing. It, it's weird. And so... It, when you first start out it is hard yeah it's difficult because you are doing two things at the same time um so it's like playing the piano you can play one hand and it's perfect and you play the, the other hand and it's perfect you put them together and it's a train wreck yeah <laughs> like it is for me not for you <laughs> oh it's I'm like that for everybody and if, if anybody tells you any different they're not telling the truth but uh -huh. you know you, you sort of you just you develop coping mechanisms and you try and keep it a little bit more simple on the piano uh, okay. and all that sort of thing and that's the sort of thing that Blossom Deary was perfect at really and Shirley Horn because if yeah. you listen to Shirley play some of her chord voicings are absolutely gorgeous but she doesn't actually do a lot of the sort of yeah flowery soloing with with the right and she does a lot of chord soloing um yeah yeah it's quite minimal isn't it yeah yeah but it's still got so much impact you know just because it's not all the chops there it's kind of it's still got a, yeah. a very powerful impact Definitely. Um, I've yeah. never. I, I've, she's very daring with her slow tempo, Shirley. Horse. Oh yeah, she yeah. Really like drops so low, so kind of like, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's so I mean, flat line. It's beautiful. I love. I love it, but it's so slow sometimes. <laughs> I know. We, we watched this uh, recording of her at Village Vanguard with a, a bass player, and I, I always feel sorry for him because it's kind of like he's playing so slowly. It must have been really tough, you know, to yeah. keep that tempo at, at that low speed. You know, it just it, it, it takes some doing, I think. I'm sure. Yeah. So, so is Marion McPartland a, a big influence on you too? Is that some? Is she somebody who, who kind of paved the way? Yeah. Well, she. I hadn't. Well, I hadn't actually heard of her, and I don't suppose um, I would have because um, listening to sort of mainstream radio and so on, you wouldn't have come across no. come across her. But I actually got an album um, at a jumble sale because I'd heard of George Shearing. Because mm -hmm. my dad was one of his sort of like big fans and all that sort of thing, um, and I bought this album. I think it's called Alone Together, and it's George Shearing and Marion McPartland, two, two pianos. Um, oh, okay. And that was my first in, introduction to Marion McPartland. I've still got the album upstairs actually, um, and they actually play. Well, they play Alone Together. That's the first track on it, and it's really nice sort of syncopated background. One of them's doing the syncopation, the other one's doing the melody. I don't know who's doing what, okay. but it's really good. And I thought, yeah, she's really great, you know. And and I'd never really sort of, I'd never heard of her until then. So that was my introduction to her. Um, and also, you know, the radio shows that she did, and she used to duet with the guests that she'd have on, didn't she? Um, like Bill Evans and all sorts of different people, which yeah. has been great. I know, and I, I feel like very, a very kind of um, lesser known 
female artist as well definitely a sister in the shadows there um because yeah. I think if you mention her to a lot of people they wouldn't realize um who she was or she they wouldn't know much about her no. um, but she did so much um when I was reading up on her she learned to play piano by ear as well so mm-hmm. it wasn't like she was schooled and I wonder if that's got something to do with um you know her being female and not getting the education that perhaps um, if she was if she was male that she might have got but she, she considering she was um self-taught she ended up at the the guild hall didn't she yeah yeah before she went across to the US mm-hmm. yeah I don't know it could be a combination of things really I mean but, yeah I mean you can probably say without a shadow of a doubt being female especially at that time mm-hmm. um would have been a, dis- a disadvantage really um, and I think the the reason that we've heard of Blossom Deary, I mean, some people haven't still even, but is that she just kept going. She just kept going for years and years and years and just carried on doing doing her thing. Um, or is it, I think Marion sort of shifted into be a broadcaster rather than yeah. earnest, you know what I mean, rather than just sticking, sticking with it and doing it like uh, as Blossom did. So are there any more female jazz or blue, uh, blues artists who who've inspired you or are there any who are on the scene today who you know shine to you that stick out that you think you know they're, they're making a good kind of mark on the scene yeah there's a quite there's quite a few really good players um in the new sort of um you know we've been watching these new programs like the new jazz 65 on yeah it's on bbc4 there's quite a few players in there um and one in particular nubia garcia yeah she's player i mean yeah. i just I'd, I'd not I'd heard the name because obviously we've seen all the tours and all the promoters that I was contacting and were booking her and her, her bands and and I just really love the the tone that she's got on the saxophone. Yeah, she really um, has. She's doing some great things at the minute. She's um she's definitely um one to watch and um yeah. there. I mean, I said young female. I didn't mean young female. I mean any female <laughs> artists out there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean new, a new kind of new people who are blossoming on the scene rather than young. <laughs> yeah, rather than me. Yeah, well, loads. I mean, there's, um, oh, God, sit, sit down and make a list, really. I just, the thing is, I, 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 I tend to just try and support everybody um, in what they're doing. I think there's a lot of talent out there that's not recognised um, for whatever reason, whether it's because they're female or what, I don't know. But it, there's a lot of talent out there, and I think we just all have to support each other and just sort of push push forward i mean i've always been a big fan of, of um georgia mancio yeah and i probably i probably said her name wrong i'm sorry georgia <laughs> but you know <laughs> she's just got good. Some, yeah well she's, she's got some great sort of um ideas and uh you know the, the way the, the way that she does them she she sings as an instrument and i just that's one of my things i really like that you know when the voice does that yeah she's a great lyricist as well isn't she she's got yeah. she's very poetic and it's um she's got this great collaboration going with alan broadbent i think they've um, just published a book of of music as well and yeah. uh, she seems to be a very she knows what she's very like strong in in the direction she's got and yeah. i think but you're right there's so much um there's so much great talent around at the at the moment i think in jazz and blues from all angles really um yeah, well, I think uh, I mean the pianist that she collaborated with on 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 one of the albums, Kate Williams. Yeah, I mean she's always been. I've always really liked um, her playing because years ago I used to run the Sheffield Jazz website and um, 
when I first started out, I was the administrator for their website. And I remember adding Kate Williams to the to the website uh, listings. And my payment for that was actually being able to, uh, to, to go to any gig free. Great. <laughs> I remember going along to the Kate Williams gig and I just loved it. And she's so she's such a great player. Um, so I know, you know, she works with with George or she has worked with George as well as loads of other people. But uh, I really liked her playing. And do you feel it's it's been quite difficult to organise tours, uh, to get into jazz clubs, to to play as, as a female instrumentalist, um, you know, do you, or yeah. female instrumentalist slash vocalist? Do you feel it's been, um, it's still quite a male-dominated scene? Do you feel like it's quite... Um... Yeah, I do. I mean, I'd love to say no. And it's, it's, it's one of these things that... Um, you know, we'd love to be having not have have to have this discussion at all, wouldn't we? Really, but um, I mean, I've I've been been told by promoters, some promoters have said things to me like, "Well, we're just waiting for the funding to come through for the for the women in jazz um, funding, and if we get that, we'll give you a gig." And I'm thinking, "Well, why don't you just give me a gig anyway? Why do I have to be? You know, why why do I have to be put in this basket of these are these are women really? we need to get funded? Yeah, we we, we got to get some funding, and uh, you know, for this because." And, and they get the funding for it and then they book you but it's kind of like well if you're happy to book me when you've got the funding why don't you just book me anyway it's it's like you're, you're almost seen as a separate thing like a niche thing yeah and I, I think the difficulty with me is because I sing and play piano people don't know what I am am okay. I a singer am I a pianist and I think you kind of it confuses people sometimes yeah. <laughs> it might sound silly but they don't know which 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 pigeonhole to put me in sometimes yeah. It's very strange, this pigeonholing mm-hmm. thing, isn't it? Because you think, well, you know, like you have people like Nina Simone who played piano and stuff, yeah. and Shirley Horn, as we've mentioned, Blossom Deering, and, and uh, maybe they did find it difficult, but um, it's the, this, you know, it's very strange, this need to pigeonhole yeah. people. And, you know, if you slightly go off the genre a little bit, oh, what what are they doing? What are they? Are they jazz? Are they blues? Are they, you know, this yeah. kind of um, need to put people into a pigeonhole and not just let them do what they do well this is it and you know i've, I've had sort of uh, people sort of criticize the the sort of latin thing saying it's not jazz you know i mean to me it is because i that's how i would describe it. it's latin jazz really yeah um but people are saying oh uh, the brazilian pianist the brazilian latin pianist or whatever <laughs> and i think well actually no, I mean, Eliana Elias re- has recorded classical albums. You know, she's that good a pianist. Um, but yeah, she's, she sort of gets pigeonholed in that sort of Brazilian genre. Um, but she plays swing, she plays bebop, she plays classical music, she plays. And I think I remember reading that when she studied um, in, in Brazil, and there isn't a separate course for jazz, apparently, or there wasn't at the time. So basically everybody studied all the different types of music. And I think to me, I, I think that's a better approach than just studying jazz. I think it's and, and just having people who play classical and people who play jazz. And that's, you know, never the twain shall meet sort of thing. And I think yeah. that's a little bit, you know, I, I would prefer it if it wasn't quite as polarised as that. Well, I think that you get a lot more influences into into your music um, and you can then give it a different twist you know you can give it your yeah. own you that's how you find your own voice or your own sound to have influences of different genres or different you know different styles and, and yeah, bring them definitely. into jazz I mean that's jazz is about creating something fresh and, and new as well as as being staying true to the 
classic jazz sound. Um, yeah. It's also about inviting new flavours in to kind of make something quite fresh and exciting and mm. you know, not repeating things over and over again. So I think jazz is a big umbrella, really. It is. And somebody said, I don't know, somebody on Facebook said the other day, it is a tree of many branches. Very um, nice. I like yes, that. Yes, it is nice. I like that. I'll nick that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. say, say that to the promoters next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in the last few years, it does seem that we've seen jazz music come back a lot more. Hmm. Um, because there was a time when I think it did feel like it was quite a, a small um scene and that that only a few people liked it and maybe older people even but it just seems yeah. to have come back stronger and with with a much younger audience and younger players um there's a lot of of um courses obviously that uh, a lot of colleges do in jazz courses and people and producing some absolute amazing talent um but also the the audiences seem to be getting younger and people seem to be taking a, a real interest in jazz it's become hip again yeah um, yeah I mean, do you, what do you think? What do you think sparked this new jazz wave? Well, it's, it's probably look, you touched on the sort of um, education side of things. I mean, um, if if you go to university, I mean, it's not always the case, but normally if you go straight after school, then you're going to be getting younger people into the scene that are discovering all the, this this huge music that that probably didn't know existed before. Um, so I think it's just going to naturally filter through to, to younger people, um, which is great. I think it's great. I mean, when I, I used to teach music in school and um, I remember playing them various different things and they, the kids just loved jazz, you know, yeah. <laughs> but they would never have heard it because it wasn't on the radio. You'd have to go and look for it or the parents didn't have any interest in it. But I always used to find that kids actually preferred listening to jazz than they did classical music. Yeah. yeah, so I just put a random something like Horace Silver on, and they'd love it. They'd all be sort of wiggling around in the chairs and sort of really getting into the music. I just think it's natural for, for for kids to like lots of different things, and it's only when when we get a bit older that we start deciding, oh no, I don't like that, or I do like that, and uh, it's just the open-mindedness of it, I think. But uh, I mean, it's certainly good news that we're getting some more young younger people in the audience because. Uh, I mean, if we don't, then basically yeah. it's, it's all going to come to an end, isn't it, when that generation is no longer there? Absolutely. I mean, I wonder as well, you know, if, if um, especially if, if people aren't growing up with as much jazz playing mm. um, in their in their lives as well, and they and it's not as it's not on the radio. It's still not on the radio as much no. as it should be. Really, it's specialist shows, isn't it? Then, yeah. Then, um, and having to go and find it is it would probably make it quite a, a cool niche kind of yes <laughs> have you heard this I mean my friends used to think I was crazy when I used to listen to jazz records when I was a kid and they were all going off to take that concerts and <laughs> there I was with my old <laughs> final <Yeah>. bless them <laughs> take that yeah so talking of um of going out and and getting back on the scene again, mm. uh, back to the gigs, which is something that we haven't been able to do for quite some time, and it's uh, it's probably going to be quite strange. Do you have any uh, good gig stories from from past performances where um, you know where you know those live performance stories and little yeah. tour stories that that we have that we've missed <laughs> for the last year? Um, yeah, well, yeah. There's also sort of. Um a good story from you know members of the audience who sort of come up and and say the the most bizarre things 
really. Yes. <laughs> just yes. like, uh, for instance, um, yeah, well, me and my husband run Chesterfield Jazz Club. So basically what we do is we invite people, guests to come and play with us. And I'm, I'm the pianist, obviously. My husband's the bass player and we have a drummer. And we have um, members of the audience which sometimes they'll come up to you and they'll, they'll make suggestions for, for bands, you know, who I should right. book and things like that. And uh, we've just done this set with, um, do you know guitarist Mike, Mike Outram? I've heard of Mike, but I've never met him. Oh, he's a fantastic player. He's absolutely amazing player. And he's a really nice bloke as well. We're having, sitting having a chat in the interval. And this guy who likes to suggest bands to me came came up to me and he said, um, well, you know, I've just been to Ronnie's and, and I saw this absolutely fantastic singer and pianist. Do you know she can sing and play the piano at the same time? <laughs> and I said, oh, right, OK, that's great. And, she, and then he went on to say, and she was accompanied by a guitarist and I think he is the best jazz guitarist in the UK today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Mike Outram sitting there looking at me like, and I'm thinking... How can you say that? You know, you've just been listening to Mike Atram playing the guitar. There's so many great players. But, you know, you kind of, you, you always get that sort of polarised. You do, you do. It's bizarre. But you has, just have to laugh. Has anybody ever commented on on the the fact that you're um, playing piano and singing? Yeah, it's funny because sometimes people don't... Um, in the audience don't seem to register that I'm playing the piano. It's, and I, I know that might sound absolutely uh, ridiculous, but they, some people get it and some people will come up and say, I really loved your piano playing. And then some people will come up and say, I really loved your singing. Very rarely, <laughs> <laughs> very rarely you'll get somebody that come and, who will come and say, I really loved your piano playing and your singing. It's, it's, it's either one or the other. It's, it's weird. But yeah, yeah it's wow. fine. I don't mind. I don't mind. It's, it's a compliment nevertheless. But um, some people will say, you know, it, oh, it looks really hard or whatever. And But it's just like one of those things, it's just another skill that you learn. There's definitely people who they, they don't um, possibly mean, they don't think before what comes out, no, <laughs> let's say. No. And I, I never sort of, I never get annoyed about it and unless they sort of actually say something offensive. Um, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, kind Have of you had case. something offensive? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, no, I've had a, my favourite as this story is this, um, we played at a funeral, actually, of, of this sort of, for this area, it was quite a well-known um, musician and all of his uh, colleagues were there. So they were all musicians, they were all performers. And uh, this guy came up to me at the end and he said to me, you know, I've, I've not heard anybody play the piano like that, with that touch. Oh, like you did I've not heard anything like that for a long time and I, I was just about to say thank you and he said for a woman <laughs> no way yeah yes way <laughs> and I just thought you oh, think yeah. you just pay, you just paid me the massivest compliment ever don't you you really think that <laughs> I just went oh thank you <laughs> but yeah I just thought I was kind of a, a I don't know is is that like sort of, you know, the, the greatest gift ever that you're not going to have? You know, here is a purse of monies, which I'm not going to give to you. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. <like> that, it? <laughs> oh, but yeah, that was quite funny. But again, you just have to kind of, you laugh, you know, if you, if you, if we let things like that annoy us, um, it just oh, sort of yeah. takes away from the fact that you, you've got to just keep going with it. And, and I, like, as I said, I am stubborn. If somebody does that to me, I'll, I'll try my best to prove them wrong. 
I know you've got to otherwise you wouldn't gig again I mean I've no. been on stage singing beautiful ballads and and jazz like mm. really jazz stuff with jazz musicians and some people are shouting at he played he bowie oh, <laughs> like not tonight <laughs> yeah oh and I just, we used to do a lot of gigs in um in quite sort of places where people were fairly drunk as, as I'm sure you have as well that's probably what the bowie compliment was the uh, comment was about wasn't it but I had this girl coming up to me and she whilst you're playing as well this is the thing whilst you're playing the piano um you can't really hold a conversation with somebody generally unless you're just sort of, you know, playing a few chords. So halfway through a tune, somebody comes and shouts in your face, do you know this song by Nina Simone? It goes like this, birds flying high. And she starts <laughs> singing it, singing it to me as I'm playing the piano. And I was going, no, sorry, don't know it. And she goes, yes, you do. And she was getting angrier and angrier. Yes, you do. You know this song. And honestly, I thought she was going to hit me at one point. Oh, no. And in the end, I just said, no, I'm sorry, I don't know it. Oh gosh! But, yeah, no. People will talk to you while you're playing the piano. I'm sure lots of pianists. Yeah, do. when you're yeah when you're singing as well, they come up and uh, or offer you food or sort of drink or something. Yeah, I'm singing. <laughs> yeah, or put their pint on your piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, I can't wait to get back out there again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we can get back to all this madness well this is it. I, bought, I bought a keyboard that's actually got a rounded top now um so people can't do that well we'll, we'll, we'll probably yeah. all be behind perspex won't we uh, possibly <laughs> yeah yeah the heat wave the shimmering haze be dazzling i see mountains and trees Kirkland and we heard her track Pools. for this week. Sisters in the Shadows was presented by me, Joe Harrop, and is a Pod People production. Thanks to Jake Trappett and Mike Hansen for the production support, and thanks to Colette for asking me to do this. All the music featured today will be added to the Sisters in the Shadows guests and influencer playlist on Spotify. This podcast is in support of the Nordoff Robbins charity, which Colette is an ambassador for, so please help support them any way that you can.
Sisters in the Shadows will be back on your feed next Friday and can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.